You are listening to Creating Phenomenal for Your Life, episode number 10, Why Hustling is Not the Answer. This is Creating Phenomenal for Your Life. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and weight loss coach, and a family medicine doctor. This podcast is about mindset. What contributes to a life that thrives versus one that is stuck? We'll talk about many things, some related to coaching, some related to health, and some related to your questions, thoughts, and prompts. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to celebrate where we're at and give form to where we're going in our perfectly imperfect journey to a phenomenal life. And give high fives along the way. Thanks for being here. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here today. This is my Central Texas allergy voice. (laughs) Somebody flipped a switch and turned allergy season on here. So episode number 10, it's official, like a real podcast. Celebrate with me. Stand up, do a happy dance. (laughs) I'm really excited. So my dogs and I are in the office. It's Desmond and Saki. If you want to see what they look like, you can check out our Facebook site, Dina George MD Coaching. There's a picture at the top. Desmond is the bigger one who's laying down. Saki is the smaller one. They're a lot of fun. So we're here in the office today recording and thinking about you all. Today we're going to talk about why hustling is not the answer. Is your brain freaking out right now? Does that go against everything you've ever heard? Well, stay with me. We'll get your thoughts at the end. So if you grew up playing sports, then you heard the term hustle constantly. I know I heard it playing softball. You hustle on the field, you hustle off the field. That's what shows your strength and your commitment to the coach and the team. Those who hustle play more or at least have the capacity to play more, which is perfect in sports, right? It's motivating, it's inspiring. You want to see your team members hustling and you want to hustle and keep up with them. So for team sports, it's incredibly important. As an adult and outside of sports, though, it's a different conversation. So here's the definition of hustle, and here's two versions of it. One is to proceed or work rapidly or energetically. The second is to push or force one's way, to jostle or shove. So two very different definitions, and there's many more that I didn't list. So the idea of hustling, it sounds good, right? It's moving swiftly. It's getting things done. It's taking on more. It's filled with momentum. But when we're hustling, here's what we're not doing. One is allowing for discernment. The second is thinking about what we're doing in terms of, is it necessary, helpful, in alignment with our values or our goals? Is it moving our lives in the direction we want? And are we aware of what direction it's moving us in? Because we can hustle and get things done doesn't mean that we should. So hustling may check a box of completion, but it's not asking some better and more pertinent questions. For medical school, I went to the military medical school in DC. And after completing my military commitment, I chose to go up to Maine for a hospitalist fellowship. My sweet family generously supported this move from Texas up to Maine. In the military, I was very used to hustling, see more patients, grow the residency program, all the other ideas that would come in through email or staff meetings, basically do more, do more, do more, 
until we ran around and we did more, or at least we tried to. And then there were the military commitments outside of the practice of medicine as well with the same idea, do more, do more, do more. So when I went to fellowship, I used the same techniques and coping mechanisms that I did in the military. I arrived early, wanted to get a jump start on everything. I spent long hours in the hospital. I hustled to each section of the hospital. And this was a very large hospital with an old part and a new part that weren't directly connected. So it was up and down the steps, across, up and down the steps. It's funny thinking about it now. When I was hustling to each section, I was looking for support staff. I was checking out labs. I was calling the lab. I was scheduling appointments. You get the point. Being the doer to make things happen or get things done. And thank goodness for the fellowship director, who's brilliant and kind and humble, to sit me down and show me different. So she watched this for a while, and one day she patiently sat me down for some mentoring on efficiency and effectiveness and creating and working in a team collaborative setting. So it started with acknowledging what I was doing, the hours and the effort that was put into making things happen, and then pointing out how the effort was far greater than the results that we were achieving, and showing me how it was affecting me. If I was hustling everywhere, I wasn't focusing on what was in front of me, and I wasn't necessarily focusing on what was most important, and that was affecting energy, and it was affecting patient care. So she provided some pointers. First was to take the long view. So get an overview of what's going on in general and the big picture for each patient. Second, decide what needs immediate attention. What's an impending emergency that needs to be addressed right now? And do that. Third, what needs to be done for each patient that I can easily get started now? And what part of that task requires me? What part of the task is for someone else who can do it at least as well as I can, if not better than I can, and to pick up the phone and ask for help? Fourth, what can wait until rounds at the bedside with the patient and their nurse so that we can do it together? Spending 30 minutes to do this each morning with this mindset, it drastically improved patient care. And it was the equivalent of two hours the old way. And I noticed that I was more productive, more focused, and our team was really functioning as a team because we were all on the same page and we were doing our part that was specific to us. So we were taking care of the patient rather than me trying to take care of the patient. So thank you so much, Dr. Geyer. Those pointers changed my thinking and changed my life and ability to work within a team, and take better care of patients. So here's why hustling is not the answer. It keeps the focus on us and what we can do. It lacks prioritization. It makes everything important or urgent. Just keep adding it in. It's all important. It assumes that because we can, it means we should. It keeps our brain in perpetual motion, and then we start looking at what else we can do, and we add more work. It doesn't allow us to focus in our zone of genius. Refer back to podcast episode 5, where we talk about playing on the team and in the zone, specifically discussing the zone of genius. Hustling is non-replenishing. 
It keeps us in task mode and checking boxes and doing, doing, doing. And we miss out on the joys of life because we're too busy or too tired or unfocused. Was that enough reasons? Those I could come up with without too much effort. Getting out of the hustle cycle requires mindset shifts, specifically letting go of patterns, beliefs, and attitudes that keep our current practices going. So it means embracing discomfort. When we start to let go, our mind kind of freaks out and it gives us all this evidence of why we should not change ever, (laughs) how we cannot change ever, and that we need to keep doing this because it's the only way that we could possibly do it. So it's learning how to embrace the discomfort when our mind freaks out and not react to it, not buy into it. And this is worth repeating. Our minds are wired to do what we're currently doing. And when we start to change that wiring, or when we even propose the idea that we can change that wiring, our minds can totally freak out, like toddler tantrum freak out. So here we're introducing the idea that you get a choice and that the way it's always been done, it helped you to get here, but it may not be the best way And it's certainly not the way that's going to help you grow and evolve into the next version of you. One who's more focused, if that's your goal. One who's more committed, if that's your goal. And one who's playing in and working in that zone of genius, because that's where the good stuff is. So anticipate thoughts and feelings that will come up as you start to change the direction or change the mindset with how you're living your life. Have you ever gone people watching? You know, where you sit in a mall or an airport, you just sit back and observe others as they walk by. And sometimes they catch your attention because of what they wear or how they look or the mannerisms or the tone of voice if they're in conversation. Then you watch them come, walk by, and go. And it's generally interesting. We don't get attached to what's going on around us, We simply observe and say, hmm, that's interesting. If your mind starts to freak out, if it starts to have a toddler tantrum, I'd really encourage you to apply a people-watching approach to your thoughts. So kind of being a thought watcher. Watch the thoughts come and go. Label them as interesting. Expect them. Oh yeah, there it is. There's the freak out. There's the discomfort. Just find it interesting rather than getting wrapped into, I can't change, I'll never change, it always has to be this way. Consider these steps to get out of the hustle. With the goal of moving towards being intentional, focused, working and living in the zone of genius, and finding and experiencing more fulfillment. One, take the long view. What's most important? What are the top three priorities within what's most important? And this is intentionally an exercise in constraint because not everything can be important. Number two, what is an impending emergency that needs to be addressed right now? If anything. Number three, what can be addressed right now? And of that, what absolutely has to be done by me? What is best suited for somebody else on the remaining tasks, either because they can do it equally as well or better? Four, what am I willing to let go of to keep what's important 
or to move my life or my thinking towards what's important? This may be the most important question of it all because it requires you to dig deep and look at those limiting beliefs. Here's an example applied to coaching. A client I worked with wanted to lose weight. That was the most important thing. The top three priorities within that, be more active, stop stress eating, be proud of herself. What required immediate attention was overwhelm. The flood of thoughts when she started to think about her goals and all the evidence that her mind created on why she couldn't or wouldn't change. And then what she identified as needing to get rid of. Here are the key points. Food being the answer to stress or loneliness. The pattern of punishing herself with exercise. The reaction to push others away. The fear of emotion, wanting to cover up and not experience it. And the belief that she couldn't lose weight. That's what she needed to get rid of. You can tell the goal to lose weight involves a shift in thinking. Because from shifting thinking, she's going to feel differently and do differently. If exercise is not punishment but joy, boy, there's a lot more incentive to go do it. If food is fuel rather than a coping mechanism, boy, there's a lot more enjoyment in it. If she could handle any emotion, she doesn't have to be afraid of it. And if she believed that she could lose weight, then it was almost a guarantee that she's going to because there's nothing holding her back. So there were a lot of insights in working with her to see that it's about letting go of attitudes. It's letting go of practices. It's letting go of beliefs that are not serving her well and realizing which ones were in the way. And as she unattached from those thoughts and beliefs, her confidence grew and she started to enjoy the journey as much as her results. And it's probably no surprise that she got results and she found more purpose and meaning in her life. So she didn't have to hustle and do more. She didn't have to create these exhaustive lists of of what she's going to eat or how she's going to exercise. She needed to let go of what was holding her back. And she had to identify that first. I'm not implying that was easy. I'm certainly not implying that it was comfortable. But that's where her results came from. So I know when I let go and I fully embrace the process, here's what changes. Communicating better, working within the system better, and growing the system. Because some things can be automated. Automated in my life, or in my work, or in my relationships. Allows me to maintain a big picture view. So if I'm working in patient care, maintaining a big picture view. If I'm coaching, the same thing. What are the obstacles from a big picture sense that are going on? And it helps me to be a better team member. So consider getting rid of hustling in your life. It allows you to do less, which allows you to create more. And by more, I mean focus, constraint, time in your zone of genius, doing those things that only you can do that really bring a deep sense of joy and fulfillment. And when you do this, that's what's creating phenomenal for you and for people around you. So that's what we have for today. 
let's grow this podcast. It'd be super cool if you could leave an iTunes review. And if you'll keep telling others about the podcast, we want to continue encouraging and empowering those who are growing their lives. I so appreciate you being here. Thanks for your time today, and I'll see you next time.